My agent called, he said he got some interest in my script. I'm glad I didn't tell him that I never finished it. I got my cast of characters and outline for the plot. I even got a famous classic case of writer's block. Get it out of my head. Get it out of my head. Welcome to On The Page. This is the podcast that answers all of your questions about the craft and business of screenwriting. My name is Pilar Alessandra, and I'm the instructor and script consultant here at On The Page. Joining me today is Josh Stolberg. Say hi, Josh. Hey, what's up? (laughs) And Pete Goldfinger. Hello. Hi. Hi. Josh and Pete are the writers of Spiral, the next movie in the Saw franchise, starring Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson. Josh Stolberg, everybody's probably going, Josh, I love him. And that's because you've heard him on three other podcast episodes. He was on this podcast in October of 2017, episode 529. On episode 367 in 2015 and 226 going all the way back to 2012. I was alive. <laughs> this time. Haven't people had enough of him already? I oh know. Well, I certainly have. But then he said he would bring you on, Pete. <laughs> uh, this time, in fact, he did bring Pete with him. And Pete and Josh were the writers behind the last re- reboot of the Saw series, Jigsaw, and also co-producers for Piranha 3D and Piranha 3 Double D, as well as the remake of Sorority Row. They are also the showrunners for the new CW seed show, Kappa Kappa Die. And they've written a lot on their own, um, you know, for like Josh, for things like Crawl Space and Conception, some independent movies that he wrote and directed. And Pete has written episodes for TV shows like Robot and Monster, Medina, and Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles. And you guys work together on Avatar, The Last Airbender. That's true. You're busy. On that list, I'd go see Conception, which is, the I didn't work on that project, but that's probably my favorite of all the projects. And Josh did that alone. Doesn't bring me in for the good stuff. It was just because his wife was in it. (laughs) Oh, she was so good. Yeah, yeah. He got my wife to take her top off, which really is, I think, the whole reason he made the movie. everybody to take their top off. I know. It's what he does. There was a time where he (laughs) almost got me to take my top off, and that did not happen. Thank God. so close. Writing screenplays is actually his second greatest skill. (laughs) Yes. His first is getting women to take their top off. Oh, gosh, it's 2020, and we have started off like this, and the letters will condense. But um, wait, I forget, who played your wife's husband? Who played... Alan Tudyk. He's great. Yeah. I love him. Yes, it was. That was a, a really good movie. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. It was. Thank you. But we're not here to talk about that. No. <laughs> we're here to talk about the next Saw movie. Oh, my gosh. Spiral. Mm-hmm. I really like the title of that. Who came up with that? It was it was the the Think studio yeah, yeah yeah it was the it was the it Lionsgate between Lionsgate and Orin and Mark Mark Berg and Orin Coolis who were the producers they all put their heads together and came up with that uh, you know it's a nice way of of you know it's a definitely a continuation of the Saw franchise but it is its own its own uh, unique uh, offshoot of the of of the franchise so they wanted to separate it out a little bit. Yeah, it's a little bit like um, what the Jeffersons was to All in the Family for people that were born in, wow, before 1920. Oh, my God. What about, um, no, it's what Teachers is to, is that right? Teachers is to the Goldbergs? 
Does that work for okay, everyone? Okay, just, just maybe. Should yeah, I just well, stop? Keep work, work, All right, well, work Thanks for it. having me. I'm going to leave Josh here to finish up. <laughs> uh, so so um, how, well I, well, I saw the trailer and it looks like it takes place, is it a prequel? It's not a prequel. It takes place in the same timeline as all of the other Saw films. Oh, okay. Um, but it is following a different part of the city or a different a different city. Maybe. Yeah, it's in the world. It's in a world where Jigsaw exists, but it's a different story. I think it's the best way to say it. Yeah, and Jigsaw is the a bad guy in the first eight movies, um, and uh, and it's 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 in that universe. But you don't think Pilar different... students have seen all eight? I saw Jigsaw this morning. Yeah, there you go. Did you really? I you did. watched it this Th- morning? Thanks for a disturbing morning. I appreciate it. You're welcome. <laughs> Although it was comforting because I am, I, I, they don't like, Jig, the Jigsaw dude does not kill average looking women. I'm like, I am, <laughs> I am not hot enough to be killed by Jigsaw. <laughs> so I'm okay. Like yeah. it was comforting. I felt yeah. okay. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd kill you. Oh, Josh, you're so sweet. <laughs> how would you do it? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. How do you, how Josh, do you? In front of Josh, he has a microphone, a water bottle, and a phone. And go. Yeah. yeah. How do you guys waterboard come up you with the microphone? With the oh, okay. So you'd waterboard me with a microphone. <laughs> I love that. Like immediately, you were that inventive. Oh, yeah. Is this yeah. how you guys come up with your kills? We basically, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we we walk around and just. You know, we'll we'll say things like, you know, you know how I would kill you. We're so mad at each other all the time that we say, "I'll tell you how I'd kill you." <laughs> Josh won that one with, which was we were on a cruise once, and he because we our, our families are very close, and and he had he said to me, "You know how I'd kill you?" And I said, "How?" And he goes, "There's a water slide. There was a water slide that goes a covered water slide." Yeah. And he goes, "I'd have you go down the water slide, and just as you were going, I'd slam a sword through the bottom of it, so you'd get cut in half and come out in two pieces." Oh. It's a lot of love in that. It, there's, it's very neatly done. <laughs> Tidy. And there's like an homage to that in the very last scene of, of Jigsaw. Oh yeah, without, oh, yeah. Without, yeah. Giving, without giving anything away. Yes. Yeah, no, definitely. I thought definitely. it was. I thought it was rather beautiful yeah. myself. <laughs> but the, I love the, the that funny that's thing how that, you come up with stuff. Yeah, I mean, and the interesting thing about the Saw franchise specifically is in in most of the other films, it's really been us and 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 we, but in the saw franchise in particular because the it's been going on for such a long time they have these guys and girls that are the are like crazy creators and they're they are designers art designers trap specialists trap specialists Anybody needs wow. a trap i mean specialist? and they they so it's really a team mm-hmm. it's a team work job mm-hmm. by the time the final trap is set um, like as an example, uh, when we wrote, just as an example, so you saw, since you just saw Jigsaw, um, there was one trap where there was a motorcycle that was the, the engine of the motorcycle was powering um, a a device that was rotating around. And in our original script, we had that device, and it was the motorcycle engine, and it was powering something, but it was powering something completely different. And then they came in and said, "Hey, how about?" And that was became what they call the spiralizer in the movie, which is you know that vegetable machine mm-hmm. that you put the vegetable in it spiralizes you, and that's what it did to the person in the movie was mm-hmm. spiralize them as they go as they go down. But that was a group thing. Um, trap at the end of the day. Um, yeah. It's like NASA. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, like it's you like guys NASA are coming horror. together. To, <laughs> you, I mean, I hadn't even thought about that, that you're actually inventing things. 
Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. We're, we're sort of landing on the moon in our own way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it is like the, the engineering that has to go into it, right? Mm. Oh, I'm sorry. That's That me. was Pilar. That I'm was not us. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's, you know, it's my own podcast, and I forget. <laughs> Did we all talk? turn off our phones of course I'm, I didn't I, even bring I, mine to, to the good, table because you know I like better. to engage with people I don't <laughs> like to have my phone on. good for you thank you good for you <laughs> whatever boomer so <laughs> so so okay so so yeah, creating creating these inventions. So have you ever come up with something and like the the invention people or the those people go, you know what? Logistically, we can't make yes, that happen. Yes, yeah. Well, not logistically. Just they they there was there was the rat eating off the leg yeah, trap. That was one of my favorites. Well, remember? also the, the 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 rat to the neck. <laughs> oh, rat coming out of yeah. We had a thing where uh, oh. We, oh, that was a, this is a good one. In fact, I wish oh, God I, I, telling it makes me a little sad because my mom didn't live to see it. Which was it's a it's a it was a pipe that was put into a person's mouth, and then the pipe extended to a into a metal trap that held rats, and the and the place that held the rats was heated, so the rats would come up to the pipe. And then go into the guy's mouth where the pipe was fastened, and then the rat gnawed its way out of the guy's neck. You, and I just feel what like happens in your I know, brain. How what does, are you guys like? Oh, I thought you were going to say, "How could we, the world, not get to see that?" And I agree. <laughs> that's, that's what she meant to say, and I'm, I'm with that her. is what I meant to say. <laughs> but actually, like I, I've known Josh for a million years. He's like the happiest, sunniest guy. And Pete, you're sitting here with a big smile on your face. True. Does does writing about this stuff sort of get it out of your system so that you can go around just being like, you know, happy and uh, during mm-hmm. the day? Well. It's funny because Josh is the one who set us on this track. You know, we came out and we were comedy writers, but he loves horror. And he sort of got us into this <laughs> through, um, basically the, the very short story is in like 2003, I think it was, I could be wrong in the year, but they came out with um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Dawn of the Dead. They did remakes and they did really well at the box office. And Josh calls me up and says, we got we to gotta acquire some rights to some obscure horror movies and we got to do remakes because they're going to make them. And I'm just like, okay, Josh. And so we made, we wrote, we got the rights to Piranha and we got the rights to Sorority Row and we wrote them. And I, at the time, was 30, maybe 5, 36. I'd never had a credit that a movie had been made. And these, there was one moment, which didn't last long, where both those movies were greenlit on the same day. You know, so that was, that was wow. Josh's idea. So it's not where I live, but the thing I've learned through Josh and through most of the fans that watch it, and it's really hard to wrap your head around, but most fans find the whole experience really fun. And fun, they don't attach in the way that I think I do. And sometimes when I watch these movies, they celebrate the kills and they they smile. And you know, it's it's just a it's people that are wired a little differently. I think, Josh, a hundred percent. And 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 part of our job is to come up with those water cooler kills where mm-hmm. people will talk about them um, afterward. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a, it's a totally weird subgenre of fan of, mm. of moviegoer, and but they love them. They absolutely love them. Thank and God. For, and for all you people that direct messages, uh, direct messages, ideas for kills, we love them. Keep them coming. They're so great. I found out that Pat actually sent you an idea. He's like, this morning he goes, oh, yeah, I sent Josh's idea for, so ask him if it's going to be in a movie. It was, you know, I had no idea. I love it. I love it. Yeah, definitely. So, definitely. But, but then, so, so what he was just saying about, to go back to your question, sure. the, um, sometimes they wind up not using a certain 
um, trap or kill scene because it just it doesn't fit into the budget or or into or it just doesn't jive with the director. We had one in Sorority Row where our entire third act was going to be this huge indoor chimney. Um, falling down and it was a gigantic set piece and it was just one of those things where we were a million dollars short on the budget and just couldn't afford to do that kind of a big big gigantic set piece so it got turned into somebody falling through a floor I think yeah it's so funny hearing you say that because it it really just speaks to how much you learn you know on the fly we would never write something I wouldn't write that even for a 20 million I wouldn't write it just it's not first of all it's not that hoary that idea we had I mean you know no 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 no, no, no. but you also just you learn that that Really, budget is your friend. Like you know, that's for anybody who's thinking of making a a, a genre movie under two million dollars. If you can, you know, one location, that's the way to go. If you can do it, there's a desert on the way to Vegas. You can just pull your car over and start shooting, and there, <laughs> that, that's your setting for the entire movie. But you know, yeah, yeah, you just can't afford those kinds of kills. And it, it makes you more inventive in a way, right? Like like maybe one of the reasons people like saw so much is you it's what can you do in a barn or one room right Mm -hmm. with you know these these contraptions that you've come up with and then you have to play this clever game of you know get out of this in this amount of time you know and you have to get information out right as far as like what have people done to deserve this kind of treatment yeah and so i think think people sort of double down on the the game of it, right? Yeah, they, yeah, 100%. They're not. It's not always the violence, right? Because no. you could you could just get like like bad movies are just violent, right? Yeah. Yes, a hundred percent. We we when we when we first went in and, and got the job for Saw, you know, one of the things they made very clear to us is to them, and 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 if you look at the original Saw, it's true. They they look at it as the usual suspects and and horror combined, you know. Hmm. So they. they just a horror movie that it's it's more suspense horror these days. You know, there's a lot of suspense to to these horror movies now. There there is this sort of just slasher ones, but these days it feels like there's a lot of suspense. You know, yeah. And the suspense. Saw movies in particular are all the there's a huge twist in every single one of them. And one of the difficult things about writing them and and making those movies is that you know the audience is expecting the twist. Everyone knows it's coming, and you still—it's a bit of a magic trick to hide to hide what the twist is from the audience when all they're doing is thinking, "Okay, what's going like? What's what's what crazy thing is about to happen?" We we had we had a guy on Jigsaw, and we live in fear of this guy. I wish I knew his name so I could give him props, but he saw the trailer and knew the whole movie. Oh. I don't know how he did it. Yeah, oh. but but you know, it's funny because when you write them, you live and all of us including Darren Bowsman who's the fantastic director on on this particular one. He he in particular, but all of us, we live in fear of like this little cabal of 10 people on Reddit, you know? <laughs> and we're so we so <laughs> want to want to not let them, you know, we want to fool them that we're forgetting that 99% of our audience isn't going to see these, you know, they'll fall for it, you know, yeah, but we yeah. just we don't want anybody to, to know it's coming. <laughs> it is hard. It is hard because, you know, sometimes I have writers that I work with in classes that are scared to write anything that's in their brain because they've already overanalyzed it. Yeah. They already think that, no, somebody's going to see this coming because. And it's like, why don't you write it first mm-hmm. and then cleverly get there mm-hmm. yeah. instead of stopping yourself from even getting it on the page? You know, I, I see it all the time. So that must, to know that in a way, sometimes you have that same feeling, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's that's, yeah. that's really good advice. Everyone should, if she hasn't told you that yet, that's good. You know, it's funny because it, it reminds me that like, I feel when I meet, when I actually meet with some young writers, um, I, I feel like they have an advantage over me and I have an advantage over them 
The advantage they have over me is they're fearless because they haven't seen, despite the successes Josh and I have had, we have at least 10, 20 failures out there, scripts we've written that never got made. And I, I get what's called the yips. I, I think, ah, I feel like I've done something. I can't do this because I tried this once before and it didn't work. When if you're a young writer, you're fearless. Mm-hmm. But the thing that the older writer has over the younger writer is Josh and I always know we're going to finish our script. Like we don't waste any time saying this isn't working. Why did I write this? Why? Like I have so many, there's so many young writers who want to quit because they yeah. hit the, the end of the second act and they're like, I don't think this is going to work. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's a, that's a young writer's, you know, that, older writers are just like, we'll figure it out. And you just stay on point rather than worrying, you know? Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Now, now, okay, so let's talk about these endings then. Yeah. We talked a little bit about, like, how do you find kills, right? But when you know you have a twist, do you start the movie with where is this going to go? What is the twist going to be? And then work backwards? And if so, how do you... How do you, I don't know, how do you bat around ideas for this twist? I feel like you're, I feel like Josh is really good at twists, I have to say. I think he really, he, he is, he's always, he, he's, he's, you speak. Well, well when, we're doing, <laughs> when we're doing the Saw films, definitely you're starting from the twist. Mm-hmm. Like that is definitely, you have to figure out where, what that last moment's going to be. And that's always the first thing that you write. I was listening to a really cool interview with the director of, um, of Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Have, mm-hmm. you, have you seen that film yet? I haven't yet? seen it yet. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah. It is absolutely beautiful. But she, what she was saying, and it's funny because that's a completely different kind of movie. That's a really slow burn, slow paced, you know, independent lesbian love story. Like it's, it's but she, her, the, 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 she started that film with the final shot. And the final shot is a good two minutes long. And, that's where the, the entire story came from that. And when we're working on these films, it's always about what the twist is and then how do we backdoor into it and then how do we hide the twist from the audience as we go along. And it's, it's, that's the way we start all of it. And you have to start backwards to forwards because we've made the mistake of starting forwards to backwards. Like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if it started? And you're like, oh, my God, like the guy's holding the gun and the body's on the ground and he did it. <laughs> and then in the end, we're going to find out he didn't do it. You can't start that way. Right. Yeah, it's the worst way to start. Because then it's, then well, you're like, well, wait a did, minute. How did, right? <laughs> and why didn't you set it yeah. up? And yeah. how does yeah. that even yeah. link? And you got to write towards it. You know, you got to mm-hmm. write towards it. Yeah. And the, the other interesting thing about the Saw films also is that you're constantly laying in dialogue that will have double meetings later <laughs> on. Mm. So, like in Saw 2, there, uh, Saw 2, which I think was one of the best Saws um, that Darren did. You know, uh, when they ask the, 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 the killer, you know, where is my son? Um, and the killer says, don't worry, he's in a safe place. And then at the end of the movie, you find out that he's actually in the safe right next to him the entire the entire movie. He's been in the room with them. In a safe, in a safe. place. Yeah, yeah. What's, the, what's the statute of limitations on spoiler? spoiler oh, that's 10 years. Right, okay. That's fine. Um, but, 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 but I mean, uh, th- th- there's a lot of that. We're always like, okay, what's a line here that we can come up with? And, uh, and the really satisfying thing is when they show up, like those lines show up in the trailers and you're like, oh, oh, th- 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 this, like, we planted this beat from six months before anybody even saw the movie. That's wow. the really exciting part. Yeah, when they do these things, um, you know, they call them, I didn't know this term, but they call them pop montages, which is at the end, 
when the when, you know you have the reveal of what what that 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 twist what you missed the whole movie like here are the things and they do these flashes of things you should have seen along the way right there is nothing and we've done this on one of our pitches <laughs> there is nothing worse than getting to the pop montage and realizing you have nothing to put in there oh no that's when you know you've really failed because because it's like <laughs> what did what did you set up what didn't you set up yeah that's right, right? And so if, you get there you and you realize set I've set up, up nothing uh, there's nothing to put back because you know? I, I would imagine that's the next stage of of when you have a twist and you figured out what it is and then you have to, you know, work toward it, it's making sure that you've planted those kind of things that are going to make that twist successful, make That's it right. make it work. So in a way, are those now the tent poles that you can sort of hang the story on? You know, you know you're getting here, right? You have to set up these certain things. So then structurally, I wonder if that does that determine your structure in a way? It definitely helps so much. And and, you know, I have to say, I don't know if you feel this way, but we got a a note, uh, Oren Coolis, the producer said this to the, said this to this about saw. And I've now realized that every screenplay I write, especially in the year 2019, you know, every in 2020, 2020, 2020, I haven't written one one this year. So I'm going back. (laughs) Um, so is, uh, this idea that every 10 pages, like he said, you know, never mind a midpoint, there are four to six midpoints. You know, every 10 pages, we need to go in a new direction. We need to go there. We need to go this. And, you know, the more screenplays I see getting made now, I feel like there's a lot of that in there. Even for comedies, it's like these fast, you know, now, now we're going this way. Now we're going that way. And, and you're sort of zigzagging, uh, you know, with these twists, you know. And, and it was a really good note. <laughs> it's, I think it's because audiences are, you know, they're getting more and more sophisticated. You have to keep surprising them, right? Yeah. If they see it coming, Right? Forget it. That's when you get your, your, your Reddit people. <laughs> yeah. <that's right>. yeah. <laughs> exactly. 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 So uh, Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson, how excited were you when you found out that they, they, they came onto the project? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We, I mean, we, we've never worked with people like that before. It was really great. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was, it was pretty, pr- pretty amazing. We were actually in the middle. We had already written two drafts of a totally different Saw movie, completely different Saw movie. Um, and we got a f- phone call out of the blue from the producer saying, you know, oh, stay by your phone. Chris Rock's going to call you. <gasps> he called yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And we, uh, and he was just like, I want to do one of these movies. Let's do it. And, uh, and it was a blast. Six to write. months later. Yeah, yeah. It was really yeah. fun. And he, he is a huge fan of horror and a huge fan of Saw. And he knew, he knows everything. And, and uh, it was, it, you know, the, the few times that we did get to sit to sit with him, he's he's first of all a very generous guy, and he really listens. But he's also what's fun about him is he's always constructing what's funny about every moment that's happening. But then when you go to script, he doesn't want any humor. <laughs> he wants you to just. It was one of the best notes we got is he said, "Listen." Your job isn't to be funny. Your job is to give me a horror story straight up, and whatever comedy needs to go in, we'll put it in. Oh, you know? how interesting. Yeah. So he can take something that you've written in earnest and deliver it in a way that, that has that Chris Rock sensibility? Mm-hmm. Yeah, although I will say that this film, uh, y- yes, there, there, th- this is the funniest Saw movie, but not from a punchline standpoint. It's not funny ha ha it's very all of the humor comes from from real character moments i think yeah. and uh um so there was no like adding jokes it was or so we hope <laughs> yeah 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 but um 
but just watching him work and it kind of it excites you as a writer when you're around people that just their minds move so fast mm. and seeing him construct jokes on the set and and you see him walking around and even if it wasn't for the actual movie you just watch the process as he slowly discovers what's funny um, it was it was really special. It was really special. It was a good time. Mm-hmm. So, did you did you end up though writing any Samuel L. Jackson type lines? Like when oh, you yeah. knew he was in, oh, was yeah. it like okay, we, let's we do wrote a, the oh. mother. Oh, yeah. no, sorry, oh. sorry. Oh. Oh. No. Rewind. Let it come Mark in. Rewind. Oh, Mark no. 23 minutes. Yeah, that's what I said. Sorry. <laughs> but when you're talking about Samuel L. Jackson, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, yeah. it just comes yeah. out, right? Yeah. So you wrote that in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And he's he's helpful that way. In fact, didn't he, I think on like one of his first takes, he threw one in, and then when they stopped rolling, he goes, just thought we'd get that out of the way. Ah, you know? that's so funny. That's <laughs> yeah, so yeah. funny. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also the, like, I mean, we're two old Jews that, you know, and and th- there are several uses of the N-word in the film. Ooh. We didn't write those. Oh, I know. <laughs> that's always funny. That, that's always interesting. But it was, uh, it, it, was, it, it, was, it was fun to, like, see them saying those lines on set, and you're like, oh, God. <laughs> and then, you know, they, they back, they, they create the script out, out of what's been shot. So, like... Someday when that script is wherever it Released, needs to go, yeah. it's going to have our names on it with yeah. N-bombs in it oh, that we wrote. there you go. There you <laughs> for, go. For, for, the, for, the, for, the, for the Oscar for campaign. Yeah, for the Oscar campaign. <laughs> That's the, you'll all be getting that in your mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think this is a good opportunity to shift. Hmm. I'm going to ask you now about the CW show. Um, so tell me about this, and it is called Kappa, wait, Kappa Kappa Die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and when, when is it coming out? Um, it, it, we don't know exactly yet. Um, okay. it most, it's looking like the, it will probably be aired as a Halloween special on CW and then move over on to the CW seed, yeah. um, which and, is, and, and CW seed is, is their, like the streaming? it's their streaming online platform. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's a hour long, uh, horror comedy, um, about a bunch of, uh, sorority girls <laughs> who, <laughs> Get killed off one by one in a haunted house. They kappa kappa die. Yeah, Yeah, that's exactly right. (laughs) (laughs) If if anyone's going to write this, it should be Mm. the two of you. Exactly, because, yeah. Yeah. They wouldn't let me into a sorority when I went to school. How could this be? Okay, so so here's, this will be interesting for people because they, sometimes they come up with movies that they think are TV shows or they come up with TV shows that they think are movies, Mm -hmm. right? Now, in this case, I'm hearing it and it sounds like a movie. So I want to know how does, how is it going to be living as a series? What can you pull out of Kappa Kappa Die so that it's not just one haunted house and a group of It kind of was a movie called Sorority Row that we also wrote. Okay. (laughs) And and it's it's different. Sorority Row is a slasher movie Mm -hmm. that was was a, a feature. And we originally pitched this as a feature. We went around town pitching this. It was called The Pledge when we were, when mm-hmm. we were pitching it, and it was a haunted sorority house. And, um, and then we didn't wind up selling it. And then we wound up teaming up with a producer named Mike Cars, who is a good friend of ours and produced Sorority Row. and, and Nicest some other, man in Hollywood. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> seriously... Like just put that word out. If you ever get a chance to meet with Mike Cars as a writer, he is he's the best. He's just amazing. Yeah. Um, but uh he suggested we try to pitch it around as a television show and that's how we got it set up. And the truth was that we even if we had set it up as a weekly show, 
we would have it would have been a limited run. It would have been a limited run. I yeah, see. exactly. So it's you can only have so many serialized people. Serialized element of it, like here's a chapter of this adventure. Here's it, another chapter. Exactly. Wow. And our show is one episode, and then it's one we'll night. See, it's, it's one, one night. night, and then we'll see what happens after they air it, and you know we might do more down the line, but we're just not sure. It, they'll always it'll always be sort of. If not anthology, then limited runs. I mean, because there's only, as you know, like it, it's it's funny because we've had people pitch the idea of us of like, hey, could you guys have a slasher TV show? And and when you think about it, how many people can get killed in a town, you know, before everybody leaves town? Like it's like you can't have a slasher film where everybody's going about their business where 18 people. I mean, if you, yeah, <laughs> if you did a seven year run in a town of you know where people yeah. are getting slashed, I don't know. Yeah, how, it I don't would know be like, that, maybe you should move. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know what? Get <laughs> out. Think about yeah. Get out. Relocate. And, and like in our show, our show is what fifty minutes long, and we mm-hmm. kill off seven people. One every so, episode. One yeah, every yeah. Episode. Like every every eight and a half minutes, somebody gets killed. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was the pitch. I mean, that was part of the pitch. The pitch was. We're going to kill somebody every episode. And then we'd get all these notes about, like, but, but when, when, what's the relationship between Shauna and, and, and we'd be like, no, 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 no. There's no relationship. It's just, just, they get, just wait seven minutes. Somebody dies. And then we go from there. We don't, we don't have time. We need to set up time to kill these people. There's no, you know, what's Shauna's secondary motives for putting the olive in somebody's drink, you know. <laughs> now, you've both worked on, on kids' TV as well. Mm-hmm. And, and Pete, you know, uh, especially you. Robot and Monster, Medina, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You both worked on Avatar the Last Airbender, although that's not, you know, kids in the sort of the traditional way. And I remember Josh, you started on Parker Lewis, Can't Lose. Yeah, like yeah. Way... Honey, I Shrunk the Kids I wrote on. Right. Oh, wait, Sabrina too, right? Sabrina the, we, the did Teenage we do, did Sabrina together? Did this podcast start with saying I was a million years old? Because I just think I want to point out <laughs> so, you guys are a million years old. You, you already Sab- gave it away. Sabrina, with, with I was not on that. Animated. I didn't do that. Um, we did, uh, we, what, what, was that, uh, what was that show that Phantom we worked Investigators. on? Phantom Investigators. Come on. So yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah we, we've done a ton of kids stuff. Um and, and but it was at the beginning of our career more. Mm-hmm. Although we do it every once in a while just yeah, to, to I, fill in it. fill in yeah. gaps. Yeah, so kids and horror are where where's the marriage? I'm just wondering like, do you ever go like, oh, this is the same technique I use when I'm doing a slasher film <laughs> is this particular kind of writing? I don't know stuff. about kid stuff specifically, but comedy definitely. Like mm. the the correlation between comedy and horror, you know, constructing a joke in many ways is the exact same um method that you would construct a kill scene with because it's all about it's all about surprise and you know it's it, it's it's it it functions in the same um the the physical manifestation there you go please help me god <laughs> but like that that guffaw that 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 laugh that you that you exhale you're trying to do the exact same thing but it's an inhale with the scare you know um but they timing-wise, they're almost yeah. identical. You build in the, way that the you same build way. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So yeah. you've got your setup, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then maybe so a, a misdirect, right? right. Okay. Yep. Yep. Like, no, no, look over here. Yep. And then bam, we're gonna slam you with the unexpected punchline or the unexpected scare. Just imagine instead of a punchline, someone's head being sliced off. There you go. <laughs> <Very nice>. That's <laughs> really so okay. I see how that, that can work for both <laughs> genres. Yeah. And you yeah. know, and for kids stuff too. They wanna they wanna be entertained throughout. You're often making them laugh. Yeah. on the way to to telling the story. Yeah. Very cool. And and it's also I mean for kids stuff the the big difference for me at least I don't know about what you guys think but for kids stuff it's there is a an accelerated um 
uh, accelerate. You have to really write fast. Like they want those jokes to come fast and furious and there's not a lot of hanging out. Whereas horror movies, you want to build that tension and build the suspense. That's part of the way. setup. I mean, that's, yeah, that that's is part, part of the setup. setup. Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. Now, how do you guys work? You know, this is, Pete, this is the first time I've had you mm-hmm. on with Josh. Because, I, I write everything. In the, in the past, he was like, yeah, I write everything. It's, I No. A and, yeah. Partner? What partner? Yeah, yeah. Um, but how, how does it work for you? If, let's say you're starting from scratch with something. What's your process? Well, uh, well a couple things. First of all, we used to meet... Uh, we were really like best friends. I mean, we hang out all the time. But we, uh, the funny thing is, these days, we don't get together. In the beginning, we do. But we don't get together as much as we used to because we know each other so well. And the funny thing is, I'm, a, I'm an early person. So I, I often... I'll, I'll usually be working by 8.30. It used to, if, if, if it's a Saturday and the kids aren't around, I'll start even earlier. And then Josh, and I'll work till maybe 3, 3.30, and then Josh will work from like 4 to 2. So it's almost like we're working 20 hours. You know, wow. when we're working, we, we're actually getting 20 hours of work done. That's but we, awesome. we, we, we've now reached a point, too, where like we just change each other's stuff without even <laughs> consultation because I trust Josh enough to know that if something isn't working for him, it's just... I'd rather him make it better. I'm not yeah. going to fight him on it. You well, know? like we're writing a, a, a new spec script right now that we're both really, really excited about. And he sent me, um, we, we've been, you know, you write 10 pages, you send it off, they rewrite your 10, write Take another 10, 10, and we kind of make it through. But when he did his final pass on the finished script this last time, he sent it to me in revision mode. And the first thing I did was I just deleted revision mode because I'm just like, I don't want to I don't want to be thinking while I'm writing. Well, what did he change here when I see the revision mark? I just I want to come at it clean and try to forget who wrote what along the way so that you're able to give each moment its its proper you yeah. know, give it yeah. its due. Again, but, not, not going into that analytical mode of why did he change this? Maybe yeah. he didn't get it. Maybe I should yeah. have a discussion about it, right? Yeah. You forget along the way it just is. Yeah, 100%. Yeah? Sometimes we will have that call. I mean, sometimes there'll be a call just like, you know, why did you make this change? And I, I'm, I'm open to it. I just don't know. Oh, okay, now I get it. You yeah. know, and there'll be... But, but we have like an unspoken rule that you're allowed to change the person's stuff and if they don't like it, they can change it again. You try not to change it back. You tr- Because mm-hmm. if they change it, there was most likely right. a reason right. for That's the change. Exactly right. So it's it's all if if you don't like what they did to your stuff, then try something new and see if, <laughs> if you you're going to change it back. You damn well better call me and tell, <laughs> <laughs> tell me you're doing it. You know, um, the one thing I also say just about writing partners in, in general is just remember if you take somebody on to write something with you. That and it gets made. That's your writing partner. Right, you're there's married. no getting out of it. And I'll tell you something else. If you if there's somebody you really like and they're really funny and you think they're funny, I'm going to write a screenplay with them or whatever it is. And you start something and they quit and you sell it. They're coming back. Just right. just know that like this, oh, yeah. it's not just a all right. Well, you know what? I'm not interested in writing this anymore. Okay, I'll go write it. They're coming back. I promise you. They're not the <laughs> minute it sells. They're coming back. So really, be careful about who you choose to write something with, and, and figure out what the deal is. So I think is. what you're saying is you're stuck. You can't get stuck. out. I've been trying to get out of this thing <laughs> since we, we went to college together. I've been, you know, I, don't know, I thought I'd never see him after graduation, and now look. <laughs> Do you guys outline ahead of time? Do you decide? Okay. okay, this is the structure, and this is the the scene outline, or like how how much? Very do you do different this? approaches. Oh, tell one. me about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'm I'm more. I always I want to know the bullet points of the of the story. So mm-hmm. I, I feel very comfortable setting off to write a feature screenplay with a two pager. Mm-hmm. Pete likes to outline to death. 
because it's so easy to write when you're done doing that. You yeah, don't get to yeah. page 68 and, and you're like, or 65 and you're like, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, I'm so. not, I'm not sitting here to, uh, just to be clear. I'm not sitting here saying you shouldn't outline cause you definitely should outline. Like it's, it, it is a fool's errand to start writing a script on page fade in mm. interior and have no idea what the next scene is. You might be able to get away with the first act. If you want to write a first act, yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. Cause that's your setup. And if that helps you, you could write a first act. And it can, it can help you determine right. what the rest exactly of the beats right. are. Right. Right. Well, I think, God, I hope I'm getting this right because it's a story you actually told me that I think David O. Russell, when he was asked this question, correct me if I'm wrong because I think I got this from you, yeah. but he, he said that he just tells it out loud over and over again to anybody who will listen. He just keeps telling the story over and over. And the reason I remembered is because I thought that is so smart because when you tell somebody your pitch or your outline, you can see in their eye the minute it's not working. And, and that helps you not just to go back and try and solve that moment, but when you know you're losing somebody, there's a flash of like just desperation. Drug-induced, yeah. it, 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 it's almost like you're so <laughs> desperate to solve it that you get sometimes you get like a flash of brilliance to not lose them. Sure. And so, yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a good way to do it too is just say it out loud a ton of But yeah. then this yeah. crazy no, no, Stay with me, stay with me, stay with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But like we, we have you know, for the, like the last song movie, we probably were working off a 25 page outline. Wow. And that's because your the studio, the makes, studio you. makes you do and, it. And, and I'll tell you something. The first draft is usually done in three weeks. I mean, yeah. you're, you're, when you have an outline like that, it's when you just, have a 25 page outline, it's, it's just, just like, a matter done. of looking at the outline, looking at your script, looking at the, I mean, you just go back and forth. Yeah. But I will say, believe it or not, I'm uh, just uh, in the, in the Josh camp for just a second mm-hmm. that let's say you've gotten a, to page 60 and your outline you know, like things have happened in your, in your script mm-hmm. that now no longer make that choice on page 60 that mm-hmm. was in the outline, mm-hmm. the, the one that you want to make. And you might even look ahead and go like, ah, I just, I don't want to do all this yeah, stuff. Yeah. Does that mean that you re-outline or does, I mean, are these outlines open to... Oh, sure. And I wouldn't re-outline. Okay. I, at that point, I would just, I mean, I should, but I would just think it in my head and call Josh and we'd have it caught. Because we're, you know, the thing is, is that when you're on page 65, you're talking about probably hitting the third act on page 70s, early 70s. And then mm-hmm. it's just, usually that's going to, you know, third act's going to happen over the course of a day. And it's going to you know, blow up the Death Star. So it's, it's, you know what you're doing then. It's not, it's, it's the active, you know, it's the final showdown, you know. So it, it, usually yeah. that you know. You know, it's just those, I find 60 to 75 to be just brutal. <laughs> that, that <laughs> Nothing funny. There's, there's no, there's no more tap dancing and doing interesting, funny. You, you got to, solve it yeah you're calling back all these things that you've set up right you better be using the people and the resources and the information all those things that you've already planted right 100 percent. we we also find that you know we're not writing a lot of specs right now we're Mm -hmm. mostly writing you know we're selling things on pitches or or assignments um and by the time you've sold it you've already you've basically outlined it in treatment form because it's the pitch. So we'll go in. So like when we started writing Kappa Kappa Die, for instance, we had, we had pitched that thing 40 times to, you know, to, to different um, streaming services and networks and stuff. So we, it's, it's almost like you've, pre-outlined before you've actually really outlined because you've pitched it so many times. Oh my God. Yeah, we took, that took like a 10 days to write that just because it was, you know, and it's not a tribute to uh, us. It's just, they make you. So to, you know, they, they get you there, you know? Yeah. No, 10 days to outline or 10 days to, to write, write the, the script. Pitch. Right, right. No, to write right. the, the whole script. Wow. All yeah. five of them. The whole, the whole, the whole, <laughs> yeah. the whole season, yeah. the whole yeah. season. You know? yeah. Holy cats. Yeah. 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 
Uh, do you still in your pitches, Josh? Because, I mean, you may be an outliner, Pete, but mm. Josh was a scripter when it came to pitches. Do you Now that you've been doing them for so many years. This is a big difference between us, by mm-hmm. the way. Ah, yeah, mm-hmm. big, okay. big difference. Mm-hmm. I am a on the page. Every word is scripted. Every aside is scripted. I never go off script. I try to deliver it like I like I know it, but I'm still basically on the page. Pete likes to throw his feet up on the chair. Oh, come on. He likes to I lean don't throw my back. Feet up, I, don't throw, I do not throw my feet up Let on the chair. Let me spin you a yarn. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then he'll just like, just start talking. No, that's what we have. We, well, so that's mostly true. But, <laughs> but what I'll say is we write out a, a very deliberate outline. I mean, yeah. we, we write the whole pitch out the yeah. way we would say it. But I always feel that it comes across as a little canned. And I would also add that in today's world, you know, we actually don't, we nowadays don't look at it as much as we used to. Josh would just do it right off the page, and there's some merit to that, which is you don't want to miss anything. Right. You know it works. But in today's world, they'll just start looking at their phone, you know? Oh. And so you don't want to lose them. you got to stay in their God, eyes wow. the whole time. Yeah. And, and when you, the, one of the luxuries of having two people is, and I say this to Josh, I'll be on the page when you're pitching. And if you forget something, I'll say it, you know? But we do. I mean, we, we plan... Like little sides, like, uh, you know, like I'll say to him, you know, Josh, didn't we discuss in the elevator you weren't going to say that? Totally scripted. I mean, you know, we, yeah. we'll, we'll plan moments like that just to make it feel loose. You know, it'll, it'll feel loose if you're like. Yeah, our pitching style together is a lot of making fun of each other. <laughs> and you say what you want to say because you need to get it out. And it might be crazy or silly or whatever and then the other person will make fun of you for saying it but it's all scripted it's like it's all <laughs> like we know i know when i'm about to to like i'll like i wind up standing up a lot when i'm pitching and like just like moving around the room and pete all every time will say I, you, you need to calm down. You need. He'll to finish, and I'll say, "Do you, do you want a cigarette?" Because <laughs> he just—it's such a release. He just gets this whole thing out. But um, it's, it's funny, you know, hearing it, hearing this out loud. It is funny that I'm the one who wants to meticulously outline, and right. you don't. Yeah. And I'm the one who wants to more see to the pants yeah. At, yeah. At, a, at a pitch. It is kind of strange. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, you know, and, and maybe this isn't true anymore, and this is probably an arrogant thing to say, but I feel still feel like they're they're investing in you. You know, they're investing in the, and I think that's might be a little old school what I'm saying, because these days they really do want, they want everything, you know, but I, I just feel like, how do we separate ourselves? You know, how, is there any way we can be a little different than yeah, people yeah. just coming and reading off the page? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that. I hear that. So, okay. Where, uh, so, uh, sorry, okay, we're, we're going to do a little pitching of what is next. Okay. So May, that's when the next Saw movie comes out. Spiral? May, May 15th, yeah. May 15th. Yes. Theaters nationwide. I expect all of your listeners to, mm-hmm. that's right. to hook us up with So May 17th weekend. is the day that I move my family into a two-bedroom uh, <laughs> in Oxnard. Nothing against Oxnard, just... <laughs> I may be your neighbor. Though. No, you're going to buy your second house out oh, there. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's right, that's right, right, your Beverly Hills mansion. <laughs> sure. Come on. Sure, Come yeah. on, think positively. Yeah. Okay, so, so May, May 15th, everybody go yes, see this. Yes, mm-hmm. Okay. Anything else that they should keep an eye out for? Um, well, the CW thing will be on soon, um, and that will... Uh, that will it, it could be as late as October, but but also it could just go straight to the CW seed in like April, May. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then we're, you know, we're trying to stay busy. We're working on two different specs now well, at the same time. We got a spec that's going out next, um, I think in the next week. Yeah, maybe. in the next couple now, of weeks. Now people should remember that when we talk about specs, we're talking about feature 
scripts Mm -hmm. that are not on assignment Mm -hmm. because, you know, everybody gets it confused, rightly so, with spec for TV, which is when you're writing something Mm -hmm. that is an existing, for an existing show, Mm -hmm. and you're writing an episode that might fit in so that you can show your writing style. Right. And spec, the spec market has kind of taken a huge nosedive uh, in features in the last 10 years. I mean, Mm -hmm. like 10 years ago, you could write an idea on a napkin and sell it. And 25 years ago, 30 years ago, there are stories of agents just calling up a studio and saying, this is the idea this writer has, and then buying the... As absurd as it sounds, like buying the agent's pitch of what a particular writer wants to do. But the spec market is is definitely struggling Mm. right now. But the great thing about writing a spec is that you're not beholden to all of the producers and executives and agents and managers and everybody weighing in on everything. And you get to really write something that you're passionate about. So Mm. when we're writing specs, they're even though we're not getting paid for them immediately, they're fun. You just, mm-hmm. you're just really having a great time because you're not constrained by all of the, the man. The and man you, and you, always, you always have to be writing specs, uh, screenplays, because, I mean, unless you're, you're Terry Rossi or, or the very elite, I, I know no writers that are, that pe- people you know who write features that, you know, it's not so easy to get, you know, it's not like you can just get onto some, you know, there, there are definitely uh, things that studios, ideas that studios have where they're looking for writers, but those are hard jobs to get to. And they want to know what else have you got? Yeah. What original thing have you created from scratch that could be their next franchise? They don't always just want to go, look, we have an IP here. Will yeah. you, will you, re- you know? Yeah. And, and, and on top of that, they're not sh- quite sure when they see a, f- a, f- a finished film from you, they're not sure how much of it you wrote. I mean, we've had movies where every single word is completely ours, and we've had movies that we've got credit on that, you know, half of it was rewritten by oh, somebody that, else. Yeah. That, yeah. 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 Well, we won't, we'll just say all the good stuff was yours. Mm-hmm. That's well, exactly. but more specifically mine. Ah, uh, uh, Pete. <laughs> Pete, thank God you're here finally, Pete. Do you guys do social media? Do you tweet? Do you Facebook? Do Again, you Instagram? a very different. He, uh, Josh sends me the fun. I, the, this is the extent of my, of my social media. Josh sends me the funniest things that he finds that are being exchanges or things that are happening on, but I'm always left thinking, stop tweeting and, and let's do some writing. Cause I, 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 I just, it sounds I, like me with my husband. I feel, I, I have to say this, I have to say this, Josh is right. You know, it, it's, it is part of the, it's part of your job now. And I've, I'm failing at that. I mean, you sh- you should be uh, tweeting and, and whatever the kids are well, doing. That's what Instagram. you have Josh for. I know, I know, right? I know, I know. He's got me to do that. I've got yeah. Josh to do Yeah. It. yeah. I, I do I do a lot of it. But I also just I really like interacting with the he fans. Does, yeah. I really like you know, every once in a while you'll you'll get snarky people out there that are cutting you down for whatever reason. And I you know, I just mute those people. But I love just chatting it up with the people who are in love you're, with You're what basically you're doing. saying I hate talking to people that I <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. So it's it's at Um I am at Josh Stolberg. S-T-O-L-B-E-R-G. And I'm uh, that for Twitter and Instagram. Great. And, Great. and, and my website is joshdolberg.com. Everybody check it out. Everybody go to the movies in May. Um, check out Kappa Kappa Die on CW when it comes to CW or CW Seed. And remember to go to onthepage.tv, the live classes here and also online classes. Um, we've got the first draft class starting up again April 4th. 
six weeks to get your story on the page. Start with idea and move into outline and then you are deep into pages by week six. We do it live here in LA and also online through Zoom conference. And it is me in real time, I promise, okay? So check it out. Starts April 4th, goes through May 8th. What else? Oh, I don't the marathons. I haven't pitched those for a long time. I was just telling these guys about it. Once a month, we open the doors at nine. We close them at midnight. You come on in and write. We ring a little bell. <laughs> say, Get to writing. Is it like Pavlov? Where it is a little like, yeah. like right now here. <laughs> you never, uh, okay, all right. Um, but it is fun. Um, and I guess that's about it. So Excellent. I'm I'm gonna say thank you so much to Josh Stolberg. Thanks you, for having you, us. Thank you so much. Pete Goldfinger, you you know, you can come back anytime, Pete. Do I have to bring Josh? Mm, maybe not. <laughs> he's, he's been here a lot. So, yeah, yeah, come right. on back. Um, okay, G- Josh, you can come Bye, back. Bye, everybody. As well. Okay, everybody take care. Thank you so much for listening and have a good writing week. 